This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 565 with just with guest Jay Franzi, recorded on March 9th, 2023. <laughs> Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in the beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. And of course, we'll post the show with a few show notes out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Don't forget, this month's affiliate sponsor is Nespresso. Use the code MQU328. Get 40 bucks off the machine if you don't have it, if you haven't tried it yet. Jay, are you a coffee guy? Do you... You no, do much sir. coffee? No coffee? No, no coffee at all. Well, if you were going to start drinking coffee, I'd recommend this Nespresso, right? Little pod, throw it in, hit the button. Not not Keurig. Keurig's okay. Nespresso, they spin it, they froth it. You get some really good. These guys are coffee snobs. And so you get some really good, tasty coffee. They have coffee from Colombia and Mexico and different. They got You can get espresso shots. You can get, I mean, you get all kinds of stuff. Uh, uh, with it. So if you're, if you're ever going to do it, use that code MQU328. And a few of you have get 40 bucks off the first machine. I think they're also throwing in a uh, capsule dispenser. Give it a try at check out Nespresso.com. Thanks for their, uh, their affiliate sponsorship. And of course, big thanks to Sammy Collison who joined, that's my daughter, joined me last week. And uh, she's actually just getting back from work right now. But uh, we talked a little bit about library tech. In fact, uh, Neil sent me an email. Neil, thanks for your email. He said, wow, makerspace in the library. Very nice. Libraries are very valuable for those uh, not to do, not well to do. And that's, a, that's good as well. Yep. Our village library is small but well connected. And you can even check out videos. Cheers and cheers to you. Neil, thanks for writing that in. Big thanks to Sammy for Coming on, and I'm just always surprised what's going on there at the library. And so you, I'm sure you'll hear more. Big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. If you're finding value in this podcast, you want to give back, join us at theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon, and you can do that as well. Jay Franzi is with me, Franzi and Friends. Jay, welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good to have you. Thanks for filling in at the last minute. Micah Librant was supposed to join us tonight. Um, I was actually going to have Micah and my wife and celebrate International Women's Day, which was yesterday. Uh, those plans, <laughs> those plans fell apart uh, on that, but we can still celebrate that and hope uh, hope have those listening um, d- did as well support those ladies. Um, but uh, but we got you you pinch hit so two guys. Uh, okay, we'll we'll pull it off. How are things over there at Franzi and Friends? Things are good. No, we we've pivoted ourselves and. Um, the the new format of the show we've always done leadership but now the focus is in our in our strength in our career so we're focusing on um, artist development so friends and friends focuses on artist development we bring guests in to talk about it um, talk about different facets of it anything from you know microphones and equipment to strategies and in planning out a, a album launch or things like that and then we also over at the other show Jay Franzi. Um, it's jfrenzy.com, but it's the Jay Frenzy show. We interview um, people from the industry, typically artists or uh, musicians that play in and out of Nashville. Is uh, Fola still helping you out over there? Uh, Fola helps out when we do the more of the 
leadership style stuff. Cool. Um, but there's a girl, Jen, who helps out with the artist development stuff. Nice. Nice. And you still enjoying it? Oh, no. I mean, this whole new new thing we got going on is fantastic. I love it. So the we're interviewing people that I've worked with over the past 30 years. So I had a gentleman from the Oak Ridge Boys on the other night. Um, that was really cool. So a big turnout of fans, as you can imagine, with somebody from the Oak Ridge yeah. Boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that was good. We've never had that many people in the chat room at well, one that's time. That's cool. Yeah. Pretty, 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 pretty tough to manage when it's, it's flying yeah. that fast, isn't it's it? It's just like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then um, we had the band Von Ray on uh, oh, the, nice. the debut episode. So that was really nice. Cool. So they were in the TV show Smallville. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just listening to some Steely Dan the other day, and that they'd be in that. I, I hadn't, I had forgot Mike Michael McDonald came out of Steely. I mean, he had worked with Steely Dan, and then of course he started working with the Doobie Brothers, and and influenced a, a generation of music in the eighties. I mean, uh, everybody wanted to sound like Michael McDonald uh, for a while, you know. Um, Talk about a unique voice. Yeah. Yeah, I know. For sure. I can't understand a word he's saying, but it sounds good. <laughs> uh, you know, it was just kind of fun. It was fun to kind of go down memory lane a little bit with that. And then what, what I love about like where we are today is kids, we didn't know, you didn't know any of this stuff that was going on with bands. Like you kind of, you, you'd have to read, you know, industry magazines or be in the business or Maybe here now MTV changed that a little bit where you got a little bit of news from them. Not like we do today. Right. But in those days you didn't, you didn't get very much of it, especially in the seventies. Right. I mean, it was, it was one of those eras where there was so much, I mean, if you, I, I think if you think about independent growth of artists, the breakout is really in the seventies and the eighties, right? Fifties and sixties are dominated by record companies and, manufactured bands and kind of those kinds of right stuff that's put together bands really start breaking out in the seventies and eighties to get the deal, right. Their own record deals. It's almost the, it's almost like the internetization of music that happens in the seventies without the internet, right. Where people they're, they're going. So you start looking and you start seeing all these stories. Well, the beauty of it today, we can get all that on YouTube. Like you can go back and watch all those documentaries Right. on them on YouTube. What do you use for, so how do you find like for guests to, to come on that show? How do you find, I know you've worked in the industry and just making phone calls. Is that, is that at this working? point? Yes, that's <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, I've got the, the band Von Ray was, uh, was a big one. I wanted them to be the first episode and everything. And they came on and they were fantastic. And you want to talk about talking about the story of a record deal and how it, is not what everybody thinks it is and how it actually really made them miserable. Mm. So it was a, it was a very good conversation. I really enjoyed it. And then the guy from the Oak Ridge boys was just somebody I I reached out to and asked if he'd be on the show. Um, This week we have the guitar player from Reba McIntyre. He's one of the the best studio musicians in Nashville. So he's played on probably every record you could probably ever heard. Yeah. So, well, that's it's, it's those stu- those studio musicians. You don't realize how how much they contribute to, and they they may be a line in a, you know somewhere now with the with the advent of you know we don't get albums anymore. You know, first as kids we could read them on vinyl, right? And then they went to cassettes, and that got even smaller. I guess CDs got a little bit bigger, but um, you know you could go through, and yet the the studio musicians who 
you know, you think of like Toto, they are a complete, they were all just studio musicians. They were all so good. They're like, Hey, we got to play together. Their keyboard <laughs> player owns a studio. Um, I say here in Nashville, I work out of Nashville, Yeah, but, um, he owns a studio there and he's a super nice guy as well. So maybe call him up one day. Yeah. Yeah. No, right on. Uh, Tony says in chat, uh, this is funny. <laughs> He says Jimmy Fallon was the last contestant on last uh, last night on The Voice and sang a Michael McDonald song and basically said, "I can sing anything because no one understands what Michael McDonald was saying." True. Uh, that is that's very true. Jimmy Fallon yeah. can sing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Now he's that that kid's got some talent when it comes to 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 that. I mean, he can he can do a bunch of genres. You oh, know, yeah. and. Oh, he's- and I like him. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of talent there. Well, uh, uh, congrats on getting that started. And I think that's going to be, I mean, I think you're going to, cause as you get some big name guests on, then that will maybe attract others as well. Who are like, Oh yeah, I want to be on that thing. You know? Yeah. We got a band from LA that's going to be on in a couple of weeks and it's an all girl band. And it's, it just reminds me back in the eighties, every single thing in the band is pink. Their outfits are pink. Their instruments are pink. I mean, it just looks like a hair band out of the out of the eighties. Yeah, but it's all girls, and they're just super talented. So be be excited to have them on. I mean, yeah, some of these people are just super super talented. Just fun to talk to. Yeah, you just and it's it's crazy. I mean, when you watch that talent in action, you just. I was watching a YouTube video. I don't know why it just appeared up. Maybe because I've been doing music documentaries and, and not even related to knowing you were coming on. Uh, but I've been watching some music documentaries, watched someone on journey the other day oh, yeah. and one on foreigner growing up. Oh yeah. Well, oh, there's always drama too, right? Oh, there's yeah. always, you there's should, always drama. Hear some of the drama that we hear <laughs> on these shows. Oh, I bet. No. Oh. I, yeah. Oh no. I'm sure that there's, there's and tons they, of I, it. It surprises me how much they share. Like when I talk mm-hmm. to these people, the things that they say on the show, I'm like, I would be thinking you you don't want to say that or, but they don't care. Statute of limitations. It was like 25 years ago, right? Yeah. They just don't care. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it just goes on and you know, it is, it's, it's, it is a tough, like when you, when you think about the most successful bands, you just, you're gonna, I mean, that kind of talent, I think is just difficult, difficult to work with, difficult to stick with. And then in the seventies and eighties, and and probably now, uh, you know, they get rich, and then that's a it's a hard lifestyle. I mean, we kind of we start thinking like, oh, how how great it must be to be fill in the blank, right? Nah, they're lonely. They're they're doing drugs. They're drinking a lot. They're you know they they're the 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 lifestyle requires a really you know a very strict. You got to be here doing this. You got to meet these people. And the more famous you are, the harder it is just to get quiet. Everybody's always wanting a piece of you. And you're like, it just, I just want to be by myself. Right. And I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't, not in a million years, you know, not, not worth it. The guy from the Oak Ridge Boys, when I talked to him, super nice guy. I mean, very nice. But I asked, I asked everybody before the show, is there anything you don't want to talk about? And he's like, no, I'll talk about anything you want. And I'm like, okay, cool. And, it's not like I knew much to to ask him about his time in yeah. prison or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but he got on the show and we're talking and then all of a sudden out of the blue, he's like, oh yeah, you know, back in those days I was 
really on, you know, heavy on drugs and mm -hmm. things were rough. Mm -hmm. And, you know, since yeah. then I've got it over. He, he just opens up about all this stuff and I, I couldn't believe he was willing to talk about it. And you talk about the being on schedule, you know, they call me from their dressing room. You know, mm -hmm. I get these weird, you know, weird calls and places. Like I talked to an artist this, this week, um, he called in from Caesar's palace. He's like, oh yeah, we're playing a show tonight. So, okay, well, great. So now you're calling me from your hotel room in Caesar's palace. Yeah. 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 Then you hear the whole yep. crew behind them. You hear makeup coming in, fixing them up. And it's just funny. It's just funny. The life they, they live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not their own. No. Right. I mean, they, they're at that point, they've become, you know, they become the talent right. and they're told, go do this, get that, perform this way, you know, type deal. Ah, yeah. Well, more power to them. I'm glad they do it. I would never want to. I kind of like my quiet. Nobody knows who I am <laughs> for, the, for the most part, maybe a handful of people, but, uh, it's, it's pretty nice that way. So, well, super cool. Thanks for, thanks for, it's fun. Like that era, that seventies and eighties era, that's 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 when i grew up and so it's just fun to fun to see where they've gone some of it's tragic <laughs> you know yeah there's you been know, some so. rough ones yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah. journey i mean that was the band i grew up on that was my favorite band and i actually did some some work in nashville with a with a band that they took me behind the scenes or behind the stage and i got to meet journey so oh, wow. it, was, it was very nice yeah. to do that yeah yeah that's super cool Super cool. Of course, their meeting, like that happened every night. They parade people in front of them. Hey, meet so-and-so. Um, who did I have? Who was I talking to? One of, so one of my interns, uh, her dad works for a local radio station here in Omaha, and she got to meet Taylor Swift last time Taylor nice. was in town. And Taylor has a uh, an assistant that goes behind her and gets the names of everybody, and then Taylor writes little notes and sends them back kind of thing. And so like, Hey, thanks for, you know, they write little clues so that it feels personal, <laughs> but Taylor's kind of that way. She's kind of that way. She wants to be, she wants her fans to feel special. Right. And so, um, I, I was, it's pretty impressed, pretty impressive. I think, you know, if you can, and she has built a monster fan base, right? Well, she so, gets a bad rap, but she's, she's very talented and she's very yeah. nice. Yeah. I've never met her, but in town, she's, you know, people they disregard her a lot, and but mm -hmm. she's super friendly, super nice. You know, it's just her. I met her dad at the record label. He was he was nice to me. Yeah, well, she's she's got. I mean, with her fans, she's good to her fans. You know? Oh yeah, and, and like so said, she doesn't forget it. it. Well, she she yeah. has somebody helping her, but she doesn't. forget Oh yeah. It. Well, you'd have to, you'd have to, I need like 10 people reminding me. I, I can't remember anything. I meet people in two minutes later. I'm like, Oh, sorry. I've already forgot your name. Well, speaking of who doesn't forget names, let's make this transition. We All right. spent some time talking about chat GPT. I think I said GPT chat earlier, but it is chat GPT and it's kind of come storming on the scenes as you know, it's generative pre-trained transformer three is what that is or, uh, or ChatGPT3, as some some have been calling it, large-scale language model developed by OpenAI, came like just screaming on the scenes a couple months ago, and everybody was freaking out about it. Seems like it's settled down a little bit, Jay. But talk a little bit about you. You, you said, "Hey, have you talked about that?" Yet? I'm like, "Well, not really on the podcast." And um, some kind of interested. I want to start with 
How are you using that? Like, where are you finding value in it right now? Okay, good. Because I'll tell you is this is an amazing tool, scary and amazing at the same time. So, and, and like you mentioned, it started, you know, really heavily a couple months ago, but since then there's been so many others popping up and including at educational facilities. So, I mean, people are embracing it, even though they're concerned about it, but how am I personally using it is I've done a couple things. I program my phone. So we all know you talk to the, to the lady in the phone, right? But I've, I've programmed it to change from talking to her to change to talking to chat GPT. Oh. So now whenever I ask it something, I get a much more detailed answer. Yeah. So that's incredibly impressive, especially when I'm in the car using like Apple Play or those type of things. So I can just activate it the same way I would activate the other. Now I'm activating this one. And the responses I get are, are great. Where with the other service, it, it was hit or miss. And most of the time mm-hmm. it was a miss. App, this is an Apple phone, right? So yes, we're, I'm using we're talking the about Siri. Yep. Yeah. And yep. so that has been working very good. And other ways I use it, I mean, I've been teaching people. So I teach people how to do show notes or I teach people how to come up with titles or topic ideas. And it's just amazing how good it is when you work with it. It's not great out of the box. I mean, you have to massage it a little bit. So say you're talking about a particular subject, I can go in there and say, hey, I want you to write something on artist development. And it'll write something. And then I'll say, okay, good, but not what I was looking for. And then I ask it to massage that a little bit. And it will. And it'll just keep going as detailed as you want it to. And to the point where it gets close where you're you're like collaborating with the machine. So who's getting as far as, you know, credits and stuff, who's getting the credit for writing that that piece at that moment? Mm-hmm. You know, so like my wife is a graduate student and she, I told her she wanted um she's very smart. She's doing very well. She's a history major. And she wanted to do something the other day that she didn't know what it was. And I said, well, just ask this thing. And she's like, no, she refused to talk, talk to it because she's like, that's a form of cheating. And to me, it's only a form of cheating if, because you'll Google an answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why not just, it's essentially the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's what you do with the information you get that makes it different. So if you reach out for the information and then again, you tweak it and you massage it and you keep working it until it's, you know, if, if nothing else, it's a collaboration between you and this, this device. Yeah. It, this ethical question of, is it cheating or not? I always, when, when, um, I think of calculators, Yes, like when calculators came out. And there were some people at the time, we we would never, today, we would never say a calculator is cheating, right? We'd be like, oh, yeah, with scientific calculators, advanced calculators. I mean, we just would never say that. It's interesting now to make that switch to, you know, in this language model, while it's being trained by data, it's not necessarily bringing that data back in whole and copying it down as it's writing it, right? It's 
trying to write it into a natural language model, right? So as an example, uh, I asked it, tell me everything you know about the Home Gadget Geeks podcast, right? And it was, it found it. <laughs> it said the Home Gadget Geeks podcast is focused on technology and gadgets that can be used in the home. The podcast is hosted by Jim Collison and is a part of the Average Guy Network, which is a network of podcasts that covers a wide range of topics related to technology. Not bad, right? I mean, I could, this is so, a great so far, start. So good. Not, not bad. Home Gadget Geeks podcast covers a wide variety of topics related to technology and gadgets can be used in the home. Some of the topics that have been covered in the podcast include smart home devices. That is true. Home automation, home security systems, home theater systems, and much more. Right. So it, it goes on to talk about um, what, what we do on the podcast. It's all, it's all correct. That's all general too, right? It's not like it's specific, but it says home gadget geeks is available on a variety of platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and others. Um, Listeners can also access the podcast through the Average Guy Network website. Not bad, right? Overall, and then it always does a conclusion statement. They must have changed this because for a while it was always writing in conclusion. That's right. how you could tell yeah. it was it was this, right? It was this tool. In conclusion, oh, you know, you found it. Now, now it finished with with overall. One of the things I could do with that then say is what what are some great topics for this podcast? Now, what is interesting about it is it in this it, it remembers the question I just asked it, so it comes back and says the Home Gadget Geeks podcast covers a wide variety. Now, it gets repetitive, right? Have you noticed that with it? it is does. Some of this, unless you tweak your wording to trigger a different response. Yeah. So, what when you say that, like, give me give me an example of how might I tweak that or what kind of words might I add to get it to give me something different back? Well, maybe mm -hmm. change the phrasing to say something like, um, provide me with 10 topics to discuss on this week's episode. Okay. Provide me with 10 topics. And then out of those 10, you'll probably find six of them are worthy. And then what you could do is pick one of those and then you can now have it write up your descriptions and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, provide me with 10 topics and it comes back and says, sure, here are 10 topics for the Home Gadget Geeks right. podcast, right? The latest developments in smart home technology, tips for building home theater systems, home security, the benefits and drawbacks of using voice assistance in the home, how to create a smart home on a budget, the role of technology and home energy and efficiency, Blah, 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 right? Now, to be fair, that's amazing. It is pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not no. going to find an assistant in your office that's going to not only come up with it that quick, but come up with that good of a response. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. And it's, okay, let's go back to the ethical concerns of this because, it, you know, it is taking what it knows and what it's learned and then spitting those back out to you. You know, I could say, and I've done this for show notes, like, uh, when we had, um, when I had John on from um, Channels, I said, tell me everything that you know about Channels DVR. And it wrote, it wrote a statement for me right now. Yeah, it's, pull, yeah, it's pulling it from the internet, but it's not. I, then I did a, a quick, quick search to see if I could find that exact text. You know, so a reverse search, take some of those sentences, put them back into Google and see if Google will find them. Couldn't find them exactly as they were, as they had been written. You know, so I, I think you're right in some regards. 
What's the difference between that doing it originally and this doing it originally? Like, I'm just going to read articles from the internet. I'm going to write. In fact, the chances of me plagiarizing, I think, are higher than they would be with ChatGPT. Don't you think? Well, you're going to be definitely more familiar with wherever you're taking the information from. But yes, I mean, to again, it's what you're feeding it that creates that difference in in my head. So it's like we used the example the other day that they have the one where you can type in a description of a painting and it'll come back and get, deliver you a painting. Yeah. And people were getting upset and talking about copyright infringement because you're copying somebody else's painting. But if I told you, hey, go ahead and paint me a picture of a little kid sitting on a park bench bouncing a tennis ball with his dog and do it in the style of Picasso. Now, is that a copyright infringement? Because I've told it enough differences for that to be a unique painting. Mm -hmm. So I think it's the same thing here. If you're telling ChatGPT to, to create something based on your ideas. For another example, I, again, I use this device in teaching mode a lot. And I did the other day, um, write a joke in the style of Louis C.K. <laughs> and it came back with a paragraph of a joke that was like Louis C.K. Huh. And yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know how original that joke is, but it was still pretty cool that it was able to do it. It, it yeah. knew what to yeah. do. And yeah. one more thing on that is um, the guests, um, Scotty Simpson, he's the guy from the Oak Ridge Boys. I did a lot of research on him. I found everything I could find out, and I put my notes together for questions to ask him. But after the show, I was utilizing the tool, demonstrating the tool for people, and I said, all right, let's see if it writes show notes for this person. And I typed in the information, and to me, I, don't, I can't confirm this, but I, I believe the only way it would know this information is if it scanned the audio from the show. So, again, I don't know if it, it does that, but the only way I could find that information was things that he said during the show. So it, it had to have scraped it somehow. Yeah, you got to kind of wonder, right? I mean, all right, so I just put in, uh, write me an intro paragraph in the style of Jim Collison, right? So let's see if this sounds like me. It says, sure thing. Here's an intro paragraph for Home Gadget Geeks podcast in the style of Jim Collison. Hello and welcome to the Home Gadget Geeks podcast, where we talk about all the tech, uh, all things tech and gadgets for your home. I'm your host, Jim Collison, <laughs> and today we, we ha we've got a great episode lined up for you. I'm not sure I would say it that way, but that's okay. We'll be discussing the latest developments in smart home technology, from voice assistance to security systems and everything in between. We'll also be sharing some tips and tricks for building a home theater system. Now, you notice here... It's putting like in the stuff above it, it put these ideas, these topics in the same exact order. Security, like uh, today episode discussing the latest smart home technology, voice assistance to security systems. Those had been listed in that same order above. We'll also be sharing some tips and tricks on building a home theater that had also been listed above in that. The ultimate movie watching. So grab your favorite tech gadget and settle in because it's time to geek out. I'm he not does sure a lot I'd of those type that. of statements. At the yeah, end. about all the cool tech that can make your home a smarter, more convenient, 
and more enjoyable place to be. I guess that's that's how chat. I think, uh, GPT I think you were I there up until like maybe the last sentence or two. <laughs> the last. So let's geek out. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's time to geek out. Yeah, well, it's but that's interesting. I mean, again, f- bring it back around when we think about this in the style of or in the uh, to look like. You know, if a if a painter took a painting and he took a Picasso, I mean, there there are fakes of those classics that people have made, right? And people have to look at them and say, no, this is this is definitely a copy. In God, it's such a fine line, but right? Between copying and time. replicating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, you're in the music business. Like, how hard is that? To not be, I mean, how much music has been made, right? You can tell it to go out out there and write a song for you, and it will. (laughs) I mean, you can tell it to write the musical changes, write the melody, and it does. I mean, again, it's it's extremely impressive, but scary at the same time. It really is. It uh, if I said write a song in the style of Michael McDonald, it'd be like, (laughs) 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 what did you say? What did you say? (laughs) Yeah, no, right on. Um, So one of the things you mentioned, it's it's pretty good at answering questions. I I don't find it super helpful because it doesn't have the most current information. Like you couldn't ask it about a news story from yesterday, but you can historical. It's got, it's got a lot of history in it, right? Um, You you said you put it on your phone in your, you, you, you just, you use it like a search engine, right? Yes. Yes. And what, what's it doing for you differently than, than Google or Siri or any of those would do? To be fair, I mean, I, I have the Apple devices and Siri is the, the one on there. And I use it all the time because of that. But on my desk here, I have the Alexa and upstairs we have the Google one. And so we have all of them in I would say the Alexa or the Amazon one is the probably the most accurate, the, the better of the ones that we get answers from. You ask it a question and it, it provides you with a, a, an answer. A lot of times I ask Siri the questions and I don't get the answers. Mm-hmm. Or I get, you know, anything from you'll have to unlock your phone before I can answer this. Yeah. Or, you know, no, I, you know, I... I don't know that, or here's what I found on the web. And then you have to read something using it in this manner, you know, basically just creating one of their, one of the shortcuts and telling it what to access. And to me, that has delivered a much better response, more mm. in the lines of what okay. you would get with Alexa. Actually, I threw this in chat. I'll include it in the show notes. I actually wrote a blog post um, I wrote this back in February when this thing kind of got, got popular, how to make the most of chat GPT tips and tricks for using a language model for the average guy. Uh, the entire article, not the entire, most of it written by chat GPT, just to be fully transparent. I wanted to write something about, I wanted to use it to write an article for itself to say how things, how to use stuff. I, um, so it, it described itself and then, uh, and then I, so I was asking questions and then it was answering them and I would put them in. And sometimes like you, I'd ask for follow-up. Some of the advice though, on asking questions, it still says, and this is from itself. Uh, it says to ask, make sure you provide, uh, it, well, it can provide answers from a wide range of queries, right? 
to get the best results, it's important to ask clear and concise questions. Yes and no. I've asked pretty um, pretty vague questions, and it still brings back some pretty good information. Avoid vague or open-ended questions that could lead to ambiguous responses. Be specific about what you're looking for. Provide as, provide as much context as possible. And so I think the the one thing that it's it's really good at is a long question. Like you put a long question into Google, and it's going to try and uh, word match to it, and it's going to try to provide a sponsored link. <laughs> right, that's its job. Right, just to be fully transparent. Um, anything else you found on the search side of things that 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 you found particularly helpful? As far as the search side, not really. But to tag on to what you just said about the, the long-tailed questions, that's what I've found the most value in. So you can sit, I mean, you can start off with, hey, write a 300-word article, like you were talking about your blog post. You write a 300-word blog post that's SEO-friendly, that focuses on this topic and include these three bullet points. And so you're telling it the extreme specifics of what you want and it's going to pump out an article and then if there's a piece of that article that you don't agree with you can either choose to now rewrite it or you can just tell it like you said it's an ongoing chat yeah so you can go back and say you know what please replace two with this and it will replace that one section for you yeah or write this section you know you can tell it that's too vague please be more detailed in the response of number two and yeah. it will. And to me, I had a, a guest on a little while ago. It was a broadcaster who had just written a book and I did the research, found everything I needed and then turned to the chat and asked it to go ahead and see if there was anything I missed. And it went and it found the book. It found everything that was fairly current. So I, w I was pretty impressed with the results it came back with. Yeah. And now you mentioned the blog article, right? So mm -hmm. you're up front and telling everybody that it assisted you in that article. So how do you how do you list the author of the article on the blog? Is it are you listing you? Are you listing you with the assistance of? I mean, that's where people are yeah. getting a little yeah. hairy, and yeah. I I still think it's you, but. You know, because you don't say, well, I, I solved this problem with the assistance of my Texas instruments. You know? No, true. I didn't. I figured out this math on my calculator. You don't add that in, right? right. You know, you You wouldn't even, if you use Google, you wouldn't say, I use this. I guess you would cite if you were going to cite some things. Specific. Yeah. If you're going to, if you were going to, if you were going to do some quotes, I honestly, as you were, as you were saying that, I was like, I don't think on this article, I gave it credit. Um, this was the first one I wrote and I wanted to see if anybody would give me any like, Hey, you know, is it right now? Christian read this and he goes, is, is that like, did you, right? He, he spotted it right away. I think a lot of folks would, uh, will as well. Now that I say it and you go in there and look at it, you'll see it all over. Right. I mean, it's repetitive in some, in some well, spaces, as as you know, the trigger words, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. I think I wrote another article called, let me see if I gave credit here, uh, Streamlining Blog Writing with ChatGPT, the pros and cons of using AI to generate text. And I think, um, did I give credit here? No, I guess I'm going to have to go back and um, I think. Uh, but that's just it. I mean, if yeah. you're, 
Yeah, yeah. Depending I on probably what you're, now. you're putting in there, to me, the more personalized you're making it, you're just getting assistance. It's no different than um, do you use Grammarly? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I you're do. using Grammarly and you write something that's a little a sentence, might be a little jacked up, it says, consider replacing with this sentence. Right. Do you replace it? Uh, almost always. <laughs> do you give Grammarly no. credit for your article? <laughs> no. So yeah. again, yeah. I mean, to me, yeah. it depends yeah. on what you're feeding yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, no, right on. Well, it's going to be a debate. And I think it's going to be a debate that's going to rage for a while. And certainly uh, in the academic space, this has rocked a lot of worlds. And there's been a lot of academics that have come down on either side of this. I think we all expect them to say, no, this is cheating. And there's been some academics who've been like, nope, this is a- absolutely right. use it. Tool. Like it is just another tool. It Listen, it makes my writing a ton better, just to be honest. Right. Then I curate it. I cut it. I move some things around. I'll add a few things to it. I did add some sentences on this where I thought they were kind of hokey. And so I went back in and changed them. Right. But the majority of it came from it as opposed to me. You didn't want to know another great way to do it. Right. You say your show notes, say you type maybe three paragraphs of a show note. You do it yourself. Yeah. You copy that, you paste it into chat GPT and say, tweak this, make it SEO friendly, make it better. And it pumps out, you know, three new paragraphs. Then you copy that and put it in a Word document and you run Grammarly on it. And you say, check this for you know, your grammar. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's an entirely new piece than what you put into it. But it, it all stemmed from what you put into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, all original thoughts from you, right? One more thing, too. Yeah. My, my yeah. wife, I said she's a graduate student. Her school just implemented their own version of it. I'm sure it probably runs on this. But they they implemented their own version. They're not shying away from it. They know you're going to use it. Yeah. So yeah. here's our tool, and this is you can use it all you want. But they're still telling you that hey, look, we can tell if you're if you're using it to write your paper, or if you're using it to help you write your paper. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. there's ways you can tell. There's probably oh yeah yeah. Well, writing, that weekend it came out. The next weekend, another AI developer wrote and. AI tool based on chat GPT to detect chat, chat GPT work. Oh, (laughs) right. It was called, um, (laughs) Oh, I just, just saw it. I forget what it was called, but yes, he he did that. Yeah. In a weekend, he just coded up over the weekend. He's a, he was a doctor or something, right? Yeah. 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 Well, and listen, I'm, uh, you know, I, uh, it's been interesting as I've, as I've used it. I actually have an article that I had a writing service come to me about six years ago and say, Hey, we'd love, and if you, if you, if you have a website, you, you get this spam all the time. We'd love to put an article that's relevant and full of SEO on your site. And I was like, all right, that sounds good. I mean, like, you know, so they wrote this article. It had some references. I checked it out. Nothing was going to, sites that, you know, everything, everything worked. And I put on site, man, I don't know what happened, but that post does 90% more hits than every other post on my site. So I started pulling it apart, deconstructing it and using it with, with, with ChatGPT's help, expanding on each one of those sections and creating now more material from that one and still, you know, going through it, proofreading it, make sure it's it makes sure it makes sense, make sure it's helpful, those kinds of things. 
And what I wanted to see was would people land on the original article and then for each one of those sections, so I have a paragraph, you know, it's 10, 10 gadgets to use in learning. So it fits really well to the rest of the stuff on my site, right? And um, uh, so far, people aren't clicking the next the next one down. Like, oh, more information, go here. Now they're staying on the site for four, five, six minutes when they're so. You know, first of that, maybe it's bots. So they're you know. reading it. It, it. it appears to be reading it. They're not going to the next links. Now, I just started doing that. So we'll see, you know, we'll see where that gets picked up in some of those. So what it's kind of helped me do, I'm, I, I don't like to write, but I love the content that comes out of it. And so around some of that kind of, around some topics, it's helped me create some helpful content that I'm like, I would normally not publish. But because it's helping me with the content, I don't know. You know, it's kind of um, uh, so, you know, Bob, Bob, producer Bob in chats is definitely prefer Grammarly versus a potential AI based Clippy avatar. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I actually like chat GPT better than I like Grammarly. It's 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 more for me. It's more holistic as opposed to just doing word by word or even phrase by phrase. Right. Grammarly is more accurate. It's more accurate okay. with the corrections. Yeah. I think ChatGPT is, and Anthony mentioned Chat uh, GPT zero, is the the one that detects it. Oh, okay, okay. But um, yeah, the ChatGPT to me, it's great for coming up with the ideas. It's great for helping you write something. You know, it gives you. Yeah. yeah. You could do anything, like you said. Hey, come up with ten bullet points about this subject, and then you could write the the topics, the paragraphs yeah. that go under each yep. bullet point. Yep. Yep. So, and then you can use yeah. Grammarly to tweak it, and then by the time you're done, you have something that sounds pretty decent. One of the things I was thinking about is I was driving home today, knowing we were going to talk about this topic. One of the things I was thinking about is how practical could it be for the review of a of a Everybody knows that if you've been listening to this show a long time, you know my favorite hardware product ever is a Drobo, right? They're they're on their way out. But say I wanted to write a review of a Drobo and a particular model number. How helpful that would that be for me if I had one of those to then put some things in and have it add some additional? And I can always take the stuff out or change it based on it, but it could give me some things, right? Now, these are words other people have written. Right. So we have to be, but would it be in things I would have discovered anyways? I think what, if you do any sort of research, it will. And chances are, Jay, I'm going to write something that's going to sound like, like in, in a space where there's so many words, you know, and if enough, if you put enough monkeys in a, in a space with typewriters, eventually they would type war and peace. Right. You, 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 you know, I sometimes wonder like, I, what if I was plagiarizing something that, and I didn't even realize I was plagiarizing it just because there's already so much content out there, you know? Well, coming from the world of music, especially commercial music, everything is based, especially in Nashville, it's a number system. So every chord is referenced to a number. So the mm -hmm. first chord of a scale is a one, the second is a two. So you got your number system and every single hit is a one, four and five progression doesn't have to be in that order, but they're all based on that. And you can throw in the relative minor, which is the sixth minor. So you've got those four chords, and you can just about figure out any song on the radio. 
Yeah. Because they, yeah, if, as long on. as you figure out one of those, you can figure out, okay, well, then it's the scale. Yeah. And it's the same thing. So if you're, if you tell it to write you a, a pop song and it does, it, you can tell it to write the chord progression. It's going to come back with a one, four, five <laughs> in, in some variation of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, a couple, let's talk about a couple things that I think people don't know. I mean, we think of it, what you and I have been talking about, what it's most known for, right? Answering questions, creating text. A couple other things, and I wrote about, no, Chat GPT wrote about this in the article it wrote about itself. Uh, the third one would be land, language translations, right? So it, and this is, I didn't realize this out the shoot, but it supports English, Spanish, French, German, and Chinese. Uh, and they may be adding more languages to that. So you can take a t piece of text, drop it in there and say, translate this to, to German and it will do it for you. Yeah. And uh, I haven't checked the accuracy of it, but, but yeah, it, I, I imagine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, take it out and put it in Google translator, right? Right. Um, make it translate back. By the way, those are some super funny things sometimes when you have AI translate it and then translate it back. Um, do, have you, you, you have any need for translations? Have you, have you tried that at all? You know, yes, but very rarely it's, yeah. it's, yeah, yeah. you know, especially at work, there's occasionally I'll get stuff that comes in and, and typically in Spanish or something. Yeah. And yeah. I just go ahead and use Google translate and figure out what it is. Yep. So yep. for me that that's been helpful and this will be helpful. It could be extremely helpful. You're talking about writing a blog article. What's to keep you from taking a blog article you've already written, copy the entire thing, put it in there and say, convert to Spanish. Yeah. And now you've yeah. got, you know, you've increased your, your visibility of that article. Well, and like Google Translate or Translator, I think Microsoft's Translator and Google is Translate. Um, they, they're not language models. They're doing translations. I mean, they, yes, they're doing translations. I wonder if it does, like, wonder if it tries to get the right grammar or do better grammar. I need to do some, I need to do some testing with this because we do podcasts in most of those languages, if not all of them. What's that list again? Let's see. It was uh, English, Spanish, French, German, and Chinese. Yeah, I do podcasts in all those languages. So it would be interesting to see if in the translation itself, if it's a good translation, is it putting it into a Spanish language model and then writing it in a way that makes sense? Because some of those translations I've heard, you know, we've done those kinds of things. In fact, sometimes when we use those tools, we say translated by Google so that people know, hey, we threw this into a translator. This wasn't a real person, right? Right. And people always go, yeah, we know. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're like, I we know. But I, I, I know. I know. Yeah, what we it's need at to least say. an effort. Yeah, no one if it would it. translate from from Boston to Nashville. Have you? Did you try? So Joe's asking. Anyone played with the Bing version of this? I got it in preview and asked it a few questions about free beaches in Grand in Grand Canyon, but that's it so far. Have you messed with the Bing version at all? No, I haven't gone to the website and messed with their version. But to to be fair, Microsoft is um, one of the owners of chat GPT. Yeah. So it's going to be all, all over their products. Yeah. Yeah. Going forward. And it does have footnotes. That's a different, like, so the open AI one we've been talking about, the one that kind of launched it all, um, still available. They have a paid plan now. I think it's 20 bucks a month. If you want to pay for faster 
and more ac more access to it. Um, the Bing version, I haven't found, I've used it a little bit, but I just haven't found it as helpful. If you haven't used it yet, you need to, I think you still need to get access to it. You have to request access and they'll grant it. Out the gate, uh, Joe, it wasn't very good for me and some of the things. I asked it to write a blog post and it wouldn't, <laughs> you know? And so it was like, yeah, no, I don't really write blog posts. So I think they, I think Bing is doing some diff, or yeah, Microsoft is doing some different things with it. Certainly worth looking at, and, it, and the search results are interesting. So I need to spend some more time doing it. Um, we mentioned this earlier. It also does some pretty a pretty good job of text summarization. So we talked about expanding text. Give it three sentences and say write nine hundred words based on this, right. right? Or you could say. You could give it a paragraph and say, write a better paragraph of it. Or you can give it a whole bunch of text. I think there's a limit. I don't think you can like feed a whole book to it. Right. But no, I think it's, it might be three to 500 words somewhere. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. There's a limit to it. And you can say, su summarize this and it'll, it'll bring back the main points. It's pretty good at that. Like that's one of those things where, if you had a meeting and a whole bunch of things were done and you wanted to like, Hey, what were the now otter otter.ai does this very nicely. In fact, if you go to the show notes for this show, you'll see there's a feature in otter that was, that brings out the major points that you and I talked about in this, and it will give you points with timestamps. You can click on those timestamps. It'll take you right to the audio part. That's kind of cool. And it, it gets more than half of those. I mean, more than half of those are good. Like I delete the bad ones, but the good ones and you go, oh, now all of a sudden summary of the show, it does it automatically. I do a few edits. That would take me three hours if I was going to do it myself. That thing processes it in 20 minutes. I was yeah. at PodFest and what's the, um, what's the software that, that does all that stuff where you generate your blog Otter? or no, there was another one. Swell. Something show, I think. Cap show. Oh, cap. Yeah, cap show. And um, so to me, this has been better than cap show. I mean, it'll analyze your stuff. It comes up with the points just like you're talking about. I mean, it's it's been very good. I, I've had no complaints yeah. with it. And when there is something bad, you just tweak it. Yeah. It, yeah. Or make it rewrite it. Well, that's <laughs> like, Copy it, like, yeah. Tell hey, I didn't like that. Can you, can you rephrase it? Yeah. And, it and now I'm going to say, can you rewrite it in the style of June Collison? <laughs> right. Which is funny, right? I was looking. There was another one. I was trying to look it up. I can't seem to find it. But I sent one to my wife because she, her biggest complaint with it was it's getting stuff from the internet and it's not citing anything. Yes. It's not yes. telling you where it found, yes. found it. And yeah. if you ask... Um, chat GPT to cite it for you, it tells you it cannot do that. Mm. So it, it flat out tells you no. It's not, that's not what this is for. But there's another one, and I don't remember which one it is. That's why I was trying to look it up. Yeah. But there's another one that does the same thing. And if you ask it to cite it, it will. And it, it not only cites it, but it'll do it in whatever style citing you want. So if you want an API or APA or whatever you want it in, it will go ahead and cite it in that format for you. Yeah. Um, Bing will cite as well. 
So you can automatically, you don't have to tell it to, it'll, it'll, it'll give you links. Now it, what it's getting ready to do is compete with Google for moving things up. So you see them, right? So it, it's going to want to get those links in there so it can charge for those links. I mean, obviously, right? Um, so it, it's an interesting, um, you know, you, the, the last in the article, the last of five, cause it, if you ask it for a list of things, it'll always give you five. That's another, that's kind of another telltale sign, you know, you're like five or 10. Give me six. <laughs> you can tell it that, I know. right? Give me seven, right? Whatever. Uh, as a personal assistant, right? It says, um, finally chat GPT can use as a personal assistant. It'll help you with a wide range of tasks, such as scheduling appointments, setting reminders, or even making reservations. To use ChatGPT as a personal assistant, provide it with clear, specific instructions. Be sure to include any relevant details, such as the date and time of the appointment or the name of the restaurant you want to make a reservation at. ChatGPT can be a useful tool to help you manage your schedule and stay organized. You haven't done that yet. I I haven't gotten into the using the AI. I know Google's been doing this for a while. You know, hey, make a reservation for me at Timber at six o'clock on Saturday, and it's supposed to make the call and call them and or whatever and and get that done. I haven't done that yet. Have you done anything like that with it? I use um, Siri for all that stuff, and but I don't use it to make a phone call for me. I do use it for all of the reminders or add this yeah. to the calendar yeah. and you know all of these things, look up the phone number and then it'll say, would you like me to dial it for you? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I use it for all those things, but I've never had it actually make the call and try to schedule a reservation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't yet either. I have to, I have to look on that couple in that article, a couple tips and tricks. We mentioned this already be specific in your request, but you don't have to like, that's the crazy thing. You don't, it's not going to not give you information if you're not specific. It just won't, it's just going to be vague information. It'll be, it'll be, oh, sometimes it's specific. Like it's crazy what, what it can do sometimes. It says, keep your question uh, and prompts concise. Again, it's, it, it's wanting is best, you know, the best information it can get. Use proper grammar and spelling. By the way, this is itself telling me what the, the chip, I've used terrible spelling and it's figured it out. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, it's doing some correction on us, you know, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's grammarly on steroids is what it is. Yeah. Here's the, here's the big advice. Review and edit the output, right? You, the, the importance is review because it doesn't always get it right. I mean, there's some specific details about me that I got wrong. When I asked it about me, I was kind of digging in. It, listen, this thing is really good. Like in my world, right, I'm the Clifton Strengths Community Manager for Gallup. Clifton Strengths is a very specific tool. It's a tool we have a lot of information on the web about, and I've spoken a lot about it, (laughs) a lot. There's hundreds of hours of me out there talking about it, right? Um, It's spooky good at strengths. Like you can, in in both strengths specific to Clifton Strengths, our product, or just strengths in general, this concept of self-development, right? Leadership development, team development. It's scary good at like giving advice on some of those things. If you ask it like, you know, a little, some things about yourself and you give it some things you're good at, it'll give you some pretty good advice, which is a little weird. (laughs) I've written two books on leadership and I've punched in a couple topics into chat GPT 
and it's written better a better paragraph than I put in the book. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I would have no problem feeding my information into it and having it you know, give me more better ideas. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I asked it a question like, okay. Uh, my Clifton Strengths top five are a ranger, woo, maximizer, communication, activator. Uh, if I were going to, as a podcaster, what kind of advice would you have for me about how to use my strengths for the job I'm doing? That's the question I asked. And it took each one of those strengths and gave me this, yeah, pretty generic, but most coaching is kind of generic anyways, right? And it gave me some really good things to do based on each one of those strengths that was good enough that I could tie it back to like, yeah, that's probably something we said, you know? Um, so it's tied in pretty well. <laughs> I, I had a guest on the show that I had to research. I did not know enough information about the person. And when I put my list of things together and then I told chat GPT here to go out and find more, more information about this person. And it came back with almost everything that I had I had found, but it had one other thing in there that it mentioned a name. And I was like, I have to find that. I cannot just ask about this name. I have to research and find it on my own. I wouldn't trust the name. And I did all the search and I could, I could not find that name anywhere. So I definitely did not bring it up during the, the conversation. But the other information was everything I had found, everything. So, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it is very impressive. It's, it's impressive for sure. Joe says before long, uh, it may just be able to do the whole podcast for you. They've done it. Yeah. yeah they've done yeah. it. No, a conversation. Go ahead. I, I don't remember what it was. They did an entire YouTube video. You can go find the YouTube video that they used chat GPT to come up with the, the content. They told it to turn that into a script. It turned it into a script. I mean, telling you exactly, you know, at this point, such and such enters the frame. And then they used a computer-generated video creator to create the video. So the 100% AI through the entire thing, and, mm -hmm. and it's a, like a 10-minute YouTube video. Yeah. Well, I'd love to, like, I'd love to take the model as it is, and then I'd love to f feed it in specifically everything I've ever said on podcasts and train it that way. And then it, it could generate in theory. I mean, it's a lot of content. It could generate for me specific content. So I could say, Hey, I want you to, I want you to write this. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're joking about in the style of Jim Collison, but then it would really be in the style of Jim Collison. Right. And it would have, it would have much more, it have much more information about me than what it, well, maybe it's, maybe it's got that already. Well, if it's truly scrubbing audio, then think about how you many think podcasts. Do you think it really is? I have no other way to explain <laughs> how it, it had the information it yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. I mean, no other way. Okay. Well, I, it's, it's going to cause me now this weekend, I'm going to have to dig in a little bit to see if I can find some things maybe I've only said or, like I mean, I have a ton. The even in the, um, have producer you know, Bob help us out. What? Oh no! Hold on. 
Um, yeah, so producer Bob says, I'm hearing that artwork made with the style of X isn't a copyright violation. Well, any written work could be copyrightable, you know? Bob, um, help us out and find out if it scrubs audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joe says the deep fake, the deep fake AI stuff's pretty crazy, and it is for sure. They generated conversations between Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs. It even gets the speech inflections pretty accurate in yeah. 10 years. It'll be indiscernible from the original. That's, that's the part yeah. that's scary right there. Yeah. It's not, this is, that's not open AI. I mean, deep fake is different, right? It's a different technology, but um, yeah, no, I've, I've thought a lot about, yeah, I've thought a lot about a personal training model. Like in other words, so I've got my own, like I would have my own version of chat GPT that I would train. It would be in the cloud somewhere and I, it would, listen for things that I've said or, or, you know, I would train it. Right. And then who knows? <laughs> it may picture, be smarter than me. I'm picture, sure it is. It's, be, it's not hard. Let's <laughs> picture that being the box on your desk that listens to everything you say. Yeah. But that's where things go wrong. Cause <laughs> like as humans, we do some messed up stuff. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff goes wrong uh, for sure. At my kids are telling the dog to stop barking. Mm-hmm. It starts swearing at you. It starts getting frustrated and angry, all those things. Um, in, an, in another blog post, I was asking it for what are some of the drawbacks. And it said uh, some of the potential drawbacks uh, to using it when you're writing blog posts. One is that the generated text by a model may not always be entirely original. So it admits to that, like may not be entirely original. As the model is trained on a large corpus of text that may generate text that's similar to existing content. Additionally, the model may not always understand the context of the prompts or see text, resulting in the text being not relevant or appropriate. Then one more drawback is that while the model can generate text that is highly readable and engaging, it may lack the personal touch and unique voice of a human writer. This can make text generated by the model feel less authentic and less reliable to the reader. It also can be wrong can be flat out wrong. So I think there's some, uh, you know, I think there's some caveats in there. It's a, it's a tool. It's just a tool. You can't, I don't, you can't turn it all over to the tool. You still got to do some work. Sped up my writing though, immensely, immensely, you know, um, what else? Anything else Jay on that is, is we're, we're thinking about wrapping this up. Would you listen to a podcast? Let me ask you this question. That was generated no, on I, a subject I, by Chat GPT. No, I mean, I why would, not? Why not? I wouldn't mind listening to it if it was delivered by a human, because it's the personality, and like you said, it's generating things that are similar to other works out there or other, you know, text on the internet. <laughs> I think what makes it different is the stories. If, yeah. If you're telling stories, so if you get the information delivered to you and then you go ahead and provide a story back i think that's where the difference is i don't think it's factual yes um it's the story that adds the human element so that's where the difference is going to be but one other thing that you mentioned that struck me as funny is we do a lot of very technical stuff when it comes to equipment like microphones and all that stuff yeah so i typed in the thing and i said okay give me the you know five dynamic microphones, you know, the top five dynamic microphones or whatever you want to tell it. 
And it comes back, like you said, with that very generic list. I told it, you know, pr- please provide more detail. And it comes back with like the polar pattern and the switches that are on each microphone. So, I mean, it gets as detailed as you want to tell it to go, but it still doesn't tell you the story behind things. Yeah. 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 So, as of right now, there's still a need for the human behind it. Yeah. Well, there's no emotion, right? There's no experience. There's no sadness. There's no happiness, right? In these things that all add. You know, the other day, um, I, the other day I had this dream, my mom passed away last May and I, I hadn't really thought I hadn't, hadn't dreamt about her yet. Hadn't had any of those. And she popped up in a dream and it was a silly dream. It was just silly. Right. So I was telling, <laughs> I was telling my wife and my daughter about, it. I started crying. Like I was like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? <laughs> like what's happening to me? It's been nine months. Like I thought I had gone, I thought I had processed that. Right. But that memory brought something back and I, you know, I came downstairs here and kind of hid, kind of cried for a while. Right. And, and, but I talk about my mom now a little bit different than I did before that, because I went through that emotional, you know, I went through that emotional experience, right. It was it, that for whatever, whatever that did in my brain, right. Cause it's just a chemical reaction of some kind in your brain, right. Whatever that did in my brain changed some things you know, change some feelings for me. And I, that's, that is, you know, you can't, that's tough. I, maybe someday, maybe someday a computer will be able to, you know, if it, with a neural net would be able to experience pain and emotion and be able to handle that and have it change it. And, but today that's still reserved for us humans, I think, you know, and listen, we, <laughs> we worry about computers going off the rails. I think, I think Joe was saying earlier, you know, being, They've limited Bing so it doesn't go off the rails. Well, listen, if you said some of the things to me that you're saying to chat GPT or Bing, I'd go off the rails too. <laughs> you know? Make me uh, start questioning everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd go off. I'd go off the rails. We'll end it on this. Bob says, um, a new product, Mom GPT, the voice assistant that tells you to clean up your mess. And then he says, not, not, not a real thing. Yet, Voiced but. by my wife. <laughs> How great would that be? You know, just like, I, do, do you think, would you want to live in a world? I like this kind of is the, you know, some people think this is the goal, but in, in the, you know, the a lady is trying to work her way in on this one as well. But so you wake up in the morning and she says to you, do you want me to tell you about your day? And I think they can do some of that now, like what's on your schedule and some of those kinds of things. Do, you, do Like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to know about my day at that point, right, type <laughs> deal. I don't know if I want a computer telling me like, okay, here's all the meetings you have today. Oh, maybe that'd be helpful to get thinking about them early. I am all you know, for the, the assisted stuff. Like, if you can tell me what's on my schedule so I don't miss a meeting, that's fantastic. Yeah. Because I practicing all this leadership development type stuff, I find myself all the time preaching, use your calendar, do these things. But if I do them, I put the calendar together, I do these things, and I never look at the calendar. So, I mean, I need the reminder to check the reminders is what I need. Yeah, yeah. Well, but how how could that be if if your phone knows where you're at and it's listening to you from what you're doing and it's got some idea what's happening, it could know you're in the meeting or not. And then if you're, if, if you're in a meeting that you're not supposed to be in, 
it could send a message to your watch that says, Hey, you're late. Like you need to get to the next meeting. Like I've actually know. had it send a message to me, telling me or not send a message, but I pick up my phone and it's got a message on there saying you've only got 14 more minutes to get there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Google's pretty good at that. Google is pretty good about knowing where you're at and how far away you are and like, how long is it going to take you with traffic? That's something Google has nailed in their, in their, um, in their assistant, you know? And it's like, Hey, you got this meeting. It's across town. It's not possible for you to be there on time. Do you want me to call and reschedule? <laughs> that should be the, that should be the next prompt. Right. But um, to go back to your, your comment for one last thing, if you don't mind. Yeah. yeah no, no worries. The, um, you asked me if I would listen to a podcast that was generated by AI and if it was delivered by a human, like, cause even if we did something as simple as the top five microphones, if you're, if you're delivering, you can use that in the chat to come up with, uh, you know, tell me the frequency patterns or tell me the, the switches or, you know, any of that stuff. And as long as you're delivering it and you're backing that up with some sort of, you know, practical purpose, like, hey, this microphone's good for vocals. This one's good for a kick drum. This one's good for a guitar cabinet. Mm -hmm. You know, now you're adding some of that human element into it and you're telling me about an experience. You're adding the story piece to it. But I wouldn't want to just listen to something read. Yeah. Read a script or, or Brian says about that. He says, uh, if it were, uh, like headline news of the day podcast, like AP news headlines or NPR has one of those, right? AI driven. So stories, I mean, it's listenable now. If you had store news stories driven by AI voices that were pulling those things together for you, maybe learning your preferences, some of those. Yeah. Like a 30 second clip or something like that. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Well, and I'd be like, tell me the news in the style of Jim Collison. <laughs> I want to hear it in my voice. <laughs> You're going to laugh one day when it does. <laughs> it probably will. Uh, it, it, well, it can't be that far. No. Because what's the software um, descript that you can yeah. change the words and it, it alters your speech? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, indeed. We've we've got some interesting interesting things ahead for us. and. It, it is the first time, like, I've been, you know, everybody's like AI, blah, 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 blah. And I mean, like, look, at when you say AI is not really AI for most most of this stuff, right? Advanced algorithms or, you know, some trickery in the programming. But this is getting pretty interesting, you know? And, uh, and, and I've spent a bunch of time with it, and mostly around writing, because I kind of wanted to see, could I could it write something that would get popular or could it write something that would get picked up by Google and, and, you know, get a, get a link, get a, an important link and drive folks to it. So far, the answer has been no. And there's some Google's, there's been some thoughts that Google is able to detect this stuff and is actively, um, you know, pushing that, pushing it down. I don't know how true that is, but, um, so, so do you think there's a back-end watermark that we just don't know about? It's possible. It's very possible. You know, so they could go back and detect it again easily yeah. type deal. It seemed like a seemed like that would be appropriate, right? A digital a digital signature behind the scenes, right? That you when you copy and paste it, it makes its way into it. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Mm. 
like when you take that text, you're, I mean, basically you're copying like similar to HTML code. And yeah. if you copy HTML, you can have a meta tag in there that says yeah. generated by chat GPT. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it's style of writing could have a code could kind of have a, you know, a code built into it. Right. And then pretty soon it's cryptocurrency. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, it is, um, uh, we'll, we'll end it on this. Joe says, read me the news in the style of Samuel L. Jackson. It would just swear at you the whole time, uh, is what it would do. It would just get mad at you and swirl. Well, Jay, thanks for, thanks for taking the time to, uh, to pop out this evening. Give me an hour and a half of your time and to chat about this. I'd love to dialogue either in the post, however you're listening to this. If you're if it's later in the uh, in the podcast, head over to Home Gadget Geeks. No, head over to theaverageguy.tv slash hgg five six five, and that'll be the post for this. And in the comments, I'd I'd love to dialogue a little bit with you on this one. Well, how do you feel about this? I think this one will generate a little bit of a little bit of I, I hate it, was. I love it, whatever. I'd love to dialogue. Be be sensible on this thing, but. Um, if it's on YouTube, uh, just go down into the comments on the live, or I do watch both channels, the live and the recorded channel. Um, for this, I'd love to dialogue around a little bit. Just get just get the conversation going. What do you think of this? What it's been out a while now. You know, there was a race to be. You know, everybody wanted to talk about it at first, and I wasn't really going to spend much time talking about it. And then you said you want to, and I'm like, yes, let's talk about it. So, so thanks for thanks for bringing on. Can you stay for a few minutes? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let me let me wrap this thing up. A couple of reminders for folks uh, hanging around if you want to join in. Oh, well, you can take this conversation to the Discord chat as well. If you want to head out there, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. Yeah, you can leave me a message. If you can't make any of these things or you don't want to leave chat, you can leave a 30-second message out at homegadgetgeeks.com. Just send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv, after you leave the message. And all you have to say is left a voicemail message. And I'll know to go over there and check it. I don't get too many over there, so I need a reminder to go over and check it. Don't forget the AverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting, powered by Mabel Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Plans start as little as $10, and there's still $10. Inflation-fighting plans over there at Maple Grove Partners. Check it out, maplegrovepartners.com. Then don't forget our March's affiliate sponsor, HelloFresh. Here at the end, in fact, I just got a email from HelloFresh. They had been delivering on Sundays, and they said, "Sorry, we had we, we're not doing Sundays anymore. FedEx doesn't want to do that. We're moving to Saturdays. We'll give you ten bucks." Okay, that sounds all right. Thanks for the thanks for the credit. That works for me. Uh, really love what's going on over there. You can save as much as hundred and ten dollars on your first five boxes uh, of HelloFresh and forty on the first box alone. Check it out today. TheAverageGuy.tv slash HelloFresh. Change the way I eat. I'm eating a ton better. And uh, thanks, HelloFresh, for doing that. You can contact me, like I said, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. On Twitter at Jake Collison. Subscribe, rate, review, all that other stuff, no matter where you listen. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. I know you're dying to know, but next week, Mike Weger is back. So, well, and I, last time I said that, Jay, they thought I meant like back forever. No, no, no. Just, just, just for one show, uh, Uyghurs back. We'll be, Aaron Lawrence sent me some beer. So we'll be drinking Alberta beer 
and Mike Weger. I'm sure hockey will launch into the podcast somehow. We'll get some things done. And uh, and then Aaron's, Aaron's coming on at the end of the month. But we are live. Mark moved his. We're going to do a barbecue show. That got moved into late April. So you want to hang around uh, for that as well. Mark Robson. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv. Slash live. For those of you listening live, uh, Bob, Brian, uh, Joe, I saw Ken a little bit earlier, and Tony, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming out. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.